0: a home to call your own an investment property two simple ways to provide amazing financial and emotional security for you and your family it's often one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever have to make hello i'm christina and welcome to the school of home ownership I love being part of a standard family, but I'm also a multi-property investor, having bought and sold over 50 properties in the last 25 years. During that time I learned how to make my investments accelerate and how to avoid costly mistakes. Now I know how to reap the benefits of good property decisions. Allow me to take you on a journey that mines the golden nuggets of finance and property insights. Learn the ropes here, within the walls of the School of Home Ownership. Hi, my name is Christina Jamison and I'm from the School of Home Ownership. Today's interview, I have a special guest, Debbie Lynn, who is a financial planner and we'll be talking about something that's very particular to our sandwich generation, That's my generation who you're looking after kids and will be looking after your um, elderly parents. So Debbie, tell us a little bit about yourself
1: and what you do in your company. Thanks, Christina. Thanks for having me. Uh, My name's Debbie Lynn, financial planner, advisor. They go hand in hand. Um, Independent financial advisor. So I call myself like a GP of advice, bit of everything. However, I, I specialise in aged care advice as well. So this is a very big unknown for me. Now, we've
0: heard something vaguely about have to sell your parents' property to look after your parents if they're going to aged care. But could you give us a very basic overview
1: about aged care in terms of how it works? As basic as I can, because the federal government uh, regulates the aged care industry in Australia So there's nothing basic about it. However, um, you pay two types of costs, basically. You pay for their care and you pay for their accommodation or their bed. Um, There's rules and regulations around it and how much you pay, depending on how much you can afford to pay and what facility that you choose. So that's where advice comes in. There's always options on how best to fund aged care. And at a time, usually when it's really stressful, somebody, you know, your loved one's not well, needs. they may be in hospital, you may have been told they can't go home, scrambling to what to do, um, that's when aged care advice comes in handy and that we can help take the stress of how best to pay for their care um, and, and assist in that.
0: And that's the scary bit because um, I just keep hearing people having to sell the home and we were just talking about some figures um, and if I've got this right, you're looking at for a house say around, now we talked about Ferndale, which is a, a nursing home around the St. George area. We are talking about how
1: much did you say? Uh, off the top of my head, it's six hundred to $800,000, a lump sum payment for the bed. Yes.
0: Which I just think that's just, That's amazing because you know you're looking at buying property. That's you know that's my field, and you're looking at getting a unit for six hundred thousand dollars. And you're talking about a bed, for and that's I assume for the whole time. Like they just calculate what it's going to be for their whole life or or life
1: expectancy. I don't know how it's calculated to be honest, Christine. But yeah, it is. It is very expensive. But there are ways to pay for the care. You know, it is expensive. But there are different options depending on your
0: circumstances. And could you just give us um, a few examples of those circumstances?
1: So if so, it ranges from if you really don't have any assets and you're on full age pension and. For example, say mum and dad are still alive but mum needs to go into care but dad still lives in the home and they're on the full-age pension, then they wouldn't have to pay that kind of lump sum. They would then become, uh, be considered a supported, government supported and they would end up paying uh, only the basic daily care fee, which is $56 a day and likely not have to pay anything else. And that, just to interrupt, that comes...
0: From the pension? Because people keep saying that the pension pays for stuff. I'm not quite sure how that works.
1: Everybody says, oh, they take my pension. Do they take my pension? No, they don't take your pension, but the $56 a day is calculated at 85% of the full age pension, a single full age pension. So that's how it's calculated. So they don't take your pension. Centrelink will continue to pay your pension, but then the facility will then charge you fees that would come out of your bank account every month.
0: Okay because that's one of the questions that I had but I guess if you're getting everything paid for then basically you're just getting pocket money for anything else that you wanted. Yes to do.
1: there's not much left over. So that's at the the low means end. At the upper end you know if if the government assesses that you have the ability to contribute to your care you will pay a whole lot more. You will pay anywhere from two, $300,000 for a bed up to over a million dollars. The one I did recently was just over a million dollars. Some, you'll pay your basic daily care fee, the $56. Everybody pays that. You will pay a means-tested care fee because the government says, well, you can afford to contribute to your care. And if it's a flash, upmarket aged care facility they will also charge you an extra service charge and that could be 30 35 dollars a day so you could easily be at the top end you could easily be paying um, 150 dollars a day uh, for care and then you pay the lump sum the million dollars on top of that so 150
0: dollars a day which is quite costly and then what about medication is that's not covered is that what you use this the pocket money, I suppose, from the
1: pension? The difference, yes, they may they may need to pay uh, prescription medicines on top, you know, haircut, some clothing, you know, some out-of-pocket expenses um, is what would be left over.
0: Okay, so if you take us through some examples of different scenarios that, you
1: know, we could find ourselves in. So, well, that was the low assets end. At, at the other extreme, is if you can afford to pay you know this so say it could be half a million dollar lump sum payment for the bed it could be a million dollars um, and you have all the care costs on top of that um, so it could be very expensive and then usually somewhere in between the dilemma is do we need to sell the home do we rent it out do we keep it unoccupied all those decisions are uh, come into play and that's where advice comes in because I can model those scenarios and show them what that might look like. Um, Because although we strive to give the best outcome financially, sometimes people don't always choose that one. Um, Sometimes if they wanna keep the home for the family, you know, it it may not be the best financial outcome but they wanna keep it in the family so they choose not to sell it. Um, they may choose not to rent even though they want you know potentially they could benefit from the rental income however it's just too hard getting rid of mum's furniture and getting the home up to speed to rent so they may choose not to do that but at least I can see what the scenarios are can they afford it how long till the money runs out all those things so there's lots of options to consider when choosing the best way to pay. And that's the key takeout, really. So, um, using examples, what are things that we can learn?
0: So, um, you're talking about, um, you know, even before we get to this point, discussing with siblings. So, if you could take us through some advice, like practical advice. Uh
1: so the practical advice is to if you think your parents may be getting frail or ill to start having those conversations and to start preparing you know for scenarios and what might happen having you know wills your estate plans up to date you know see a solicitor get your power of attorney uh, guardianship so somebody can make those medical decisions if required having all those that paperwork in place is vital. Otherwise you're applying to courts and it's even worse. So and then just having those conversations with siblings.
0: So if you can go through some real examples that you know that we could find
1: ourselves in. So there's the narrative of, of sort of not discussing with the family beforehand and you know being thrust into that situation where mum's had a fall, she's gone into hospital. You know, the daughter's been caring for her for 10 years. Um, The doctors say she can't go home, she needs to go into care. And, you know, the brother that lives in Darwin pops up and says, what do you mean we need to sell the home? You know, and and suddenly isn't happy with that scenario. That's where advice comes in where we can show them, well, these are the scenarios, these are the options to pay for mum's care, you know, what do you want to do? So just having those conversations just keeps everybody on on board and alleviates some of the discussions and the disagreements that often happen in those situations. So
0: thank you for that, Debbie. So in short, just get advice and look at all our options. So be well informed and try to prepare at an earlier stage. So thank you for that. So if we want to get in contact with you and get information, how do we go about that?
1: Go to our website, which is liquidityfp.com.au. So if you want more information and resources,
0: go to schoolofhomeownership.com.au.